Hello. Love Talk Radio. Hello. <laughs> there we are. Uh, here we are. But we're yes. with Connie. It's it's showtime. It's showtime. Hi. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, Caroline. <laughs> so how are you doing? <laughs> so that was really interesting. You're setting up the tent for an exchange. I've never heard of doing that. How did how did that come about? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I called in a few minutes early to make sure that uh, I'd get Connie. But uh, yeah, I called in a few minutes early too. Uh, press one to be in the queue. This was the new uh-huh. number. I hope I don't hear. Um, well, this is really silly. Um, keep talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially she said. Yeah, keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> well, yeah. She said there was no doubt that uh, in her mind that we could keep doing that. So. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So I actually think what, what you did, you're doing in Arizona, is really interesting. Is that is that a common thing to like um, trade? You know, being able to the ten. How'd that come about? Did you approach well, them? The barter system. The barter system's coming back, but uh, especially in this kind of venue, when there's so much intensive labor needed to put this tent up, rather than hire uh-huh. a crew. I mean, have the artists do it, and they kind of trade in, or not a lot, but there's a few of us here doing it, trading off our booth space. And uh, we have the option, if we want to, staying until after the show is over and breaking it down, too. But uh, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Good afternoon, ladies. Is that you? Oh, Can you hear me? Oh. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. I'm having, again, technical difficulties. And oh, I've been no. here, able to hear you, and you couldn't hear me. And I have lots of new equipment. So let's get on with this show. I want to welcome everybody who is listening in today. Um, This is Connie Mettler um, from Blog Talk Radio's Art Fair Success Show um, and Art Fair Insiders. Today I am talking to three artists, Michelle Wormuth, a photographer from Florence, Kentucky, Carolyn Quass, a painter from Spring Hill, Florida, and Barbara Poole, a wearable fiber artist from Boston. All three of these people have just done a few art fairs, completing their first year, and this is part two of a discussion that we did last month that you can find at artfairinsiders.com and click on the links and you can find out all the background information on these ladies. Well, I say welcome, everybody. Thanks for being back today. Can you hear me all right? Hey. Hear you loud and clear. Okay, great. I this show you. today. Everybody can hear me? Ready. Great. This show is sponsored Great. by EntryThingy.com, the better digital call for entries, management, and a jury system used across the country by art fairs, art festivals, guilds, and galleries. Get it for your site and start your call for entries. Try it for free at www.EntryThingy.com. Well, ladies, here we are. It's the new year. And we had a, a nice start last time, and you were full of all kinds of information that I really appreciated hearing. And I've had, we've had lots of downloads of the of the podcast, so people are listening to you and talking about it with each other. So, thank you so much for giving me your time once again. So let's see. Let's. Um, last time we talked about how long you've been in the business, how come you're participating in the art fairs told me just a little bit about your art, but not a lot. Let's start out with just for a second and let each one of you tell me what it is that you are doing, what your creative process 
is what what your art is and what you think you're doing with it. And let's start with um, Barbara. Tell us a little bit about what you do for art. Uh, well, as you said, I'm a wearable uh, fiber. I make, I work uh, with, I make felted garments and accessories, and um, not not traditional felting. I, I do what they call it's called Nuno felting. It's a process where I, uh, in the rolling process, the wool migrates or uh, it becomes enmeshed in the substrate, which I use as silk. So that makes my garments very, very, very light and airy and uh, not at all like, you know, the, the heavy, stiff things that we used to know we call felt or like a felt hat or felt handbag. These are very light and very wearable and drapeable. So I... Um, I, my inspiration comes from nature mostly. I was brought up in the, on the the beach in Revere, and also uh, it was a very kind of a uh, kind of a down kind of beach, kind of a, a beach that was kind of going down at the time. It was an old amusement park with lots of colored lights. So my my work is colorful and textural, and, and yet the lines always remind me of the the ocean and and, and uh, the, the textures that I would see on the beach. That sounds um, <laughs> Yes. Okay. And and you have um, where are some of the places you've exhibited? All right. Well, uh, well, the shows. Uh, let's see. This year I did uh, Paradise City, both Northampton and Marlboro. Uh, I did um, the Art Writers Show at uh, Tarrytown and Morristown the holiday show, and I did um, American Craft Council, Wholesale Retail, Baltimore. I went all the way out to Peoria. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did the Peoria show. And I also did um, uh, see, uh, see another show in um, in Boston. I did, I did Crafts Boston also. Okay. That sounds yeah. nice, a nice, nice variety. And uh, Michelle, tell me, uh, tell us a little about what you're doing with your photography. Michelle, can you guys hear me? I can, can hear, hear you. you. I can hear you. Michelle, let's let's go to Barbara. I mean, let's go to uh, uh, Caroline. Uh, where are you right now, Caroline? I'm still in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, we are preparing the tent. We're just about um, we're getting ready to open up uh, next Thursday to the public. So um, we're uh, trading our boot boot fee for physical labor and setting up the tent. Oh, that's great! Yeah, because those boot fees are pretty stiff out there, aren't they? Uh, well, for ten week show, it's uh, twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And this is your so, second year being out there to do it, though. Yes, it is. And must have been good enough. Well, you know, it, what um, really drew me back uh, more than just the sales was the sense of community out here. That it, you know, you you get a sense of that at a weekend show when you can become really great friends with a neighbor over the course of two days. But here. You're living, you're working, uh, you're playing, you're eating, you're sharing happy hours with a hundred other artists, and it's just, you know, I can only imagine it's like one of the art colonies, <laughs> the Hudson River uh-huh. art colonies and whatnot. So, yeah, you know, my, I think a lot of people thought their sales could have been better last year, but um, uh, it was more about the community. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. And so tell us about about your painting, please. Well, I'm an oil painter, and I specialize in intimate landscapes uh, where I focus on the details of nature. I started with rocks and stones from the beaches on Long Island where I grew up. I was like Barbara. I, I, I grew up in a family that really just uh, revered nature and um, was always fascinated by the details of things. So um focused on the stones and started to uh, branch off into the shells and leaves. And uh, it's a very close-up view, and uh, it almost looks abstract in some ways, and then you step back from my paintings, and then you realize sort of the realism of them. Um, currently, I've been kind of trying to branch away from the extreme photorealism and the almost slavery to the photographs and do something a little more abstract. Um but I'm keeping that under wraps until I have about three or four pieces in that style that I feel comfortable showing. So. Okay, okay. And, um, Michelle, are you there with us again? Uh, I believe so. Can you hear me now? Okay, great. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Michelle, you're a photographer, and you've been doing photography for a fair number of years, correct? Correct. And, correct. and yeah, what... And I know you do portrait and um, weddings and things, but what what do you bring into the art fairs? Um, Well, I find art nature, macro photography. I've been photographing nature and macro work for quite a few years, just have never shown it until the past year or so. Um, It's just, it was very intimidating for me to bring it out into the public because it was more a part of me rather than instead of the portraits and the families and the weddings, that's not quite as much a part of me. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is more who you think you are, right? Or who you are. <laughs> Natalie yes. thinks so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, all of you have been uh, members at, at the Art Fair Insiders, and I really appreciate your being there and all your contributions. So what's kind of interesting on that site, where Art Fair business is, is a very chancy, unusual business. You have to be very brave, and you have to be entrepreneurial, and there are so many things to learn. And I'm sure if you, with one part of your brain, you read it, it sounds like everybody's making lots of money and everybody's having a wonderful time, but we all know all entrepreneurial ventures take a lot of strength, fortitude, intelligence, and, uh, let's see, courage, so I'd like to know, one of the things I'd like to know, so there you set out to do your first art fairs, and I would like to know what were the the biggest disappointments, the things that, pitfalls that fell, came in front of you that you did not anticipate. I think, um, Caroline, how about you? Um, I'd say my disappointment, I had an open mind when I first started out, and I'd say I learned this the disappointments as I've been doing the shows are when uh, promoters promote an art fair and it's really just a low-end craft fair. You come in, you're expecting to be a crowd to be uh, receptive to high-end art and you're next to maybe like a dog collar vendor or something. (laughs) That's that's the misrepresentation is what really disappointed me in in, uh, several shows this past summer. Mm -hmm. That's quite a blow, isn't it? Although I've heard people say, you know, it doesn't make any difference who's around me as long as I'm making money. 
Well, that can that can be so, but um, I you, you know if they're advertising it as a uh, I tend on the page, promoter to promoter. If they're advertising it as an art, fine art show, then people who are interested in seeing fine art and buying fine art will show up. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's me doing my homework as well and learning as I go too. So it's a little bit of disappointment in not really uh, knowing maybe the steps I should have taken. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And what what about you, uh, Michelle? Have you had disappointments in this venture? Well, I think the biggest disappointment was in my own expectations. <laughs> I would I would be at a show and everybody around me seemed to be bringing in tons of money. At least it seemed like that to me. And I was not making what I expected. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been told since then, of course, well, you have to build up a clientele and people have to get used to seeing you. And I was not in, I've not been in my correct market. Um, mm-hmm. Our area is very conservative and my work is not. So that makes a big difference for sales for me. So it was a big disappointment to me and it was quite a quite a shock, to be honestly, to, to hear people hear other photographers say, oh, well, I made $2,000 today. And I'm like, oh, well, I barely made 200 um, That was probably my, big, my biggest shock. Mm-hmm. Right. That yeah, that is that's it's quite a challenge. I remember early on that we were uh, one of our very first shows was the Ann Arbor Art Fair. I mean, we lived nearby, and and by some fluke got in for our first show, and the uh, we were hardly I maybe four days we made sold two hundred and fifty dollars worth of photos. The guy next to us we had really fun work, and he was a great guy, and he would walk away from his booth. And people would lay money down on the table and buy things. <laughs> it was quite a surprise. So, you know, it, it takes all kinds. And how how about how about you? What can you say, Barbara? What was any disappointments for you? Uh, well, I, I think I can echo both both uh, both um, uh, Michelle and um, it, my brain just farted. Uh, I think I can echo both of you. I, my in myself, I was disappointed in that, you know, I'd do a show, I had expectations, and I didn't meet my expectations. And once again, I also heard the same story that, oh, well, you have to build up, you know, a clientele, and, um, you know, the, the next show, next time you come back, it will be better. And then the other thing I had a problem with was promoters. I had a, I had a real problem with people um, saying that they were going to do something, I mean, they, they, they list all the things they were going to do, and then... You come to find out that they didn't do any of them, and I mean, I did a show. I, I, I don't think I should mention it, but I did a show, and there were more artists than there were attendees, and and that's because they didn't do oh. anything. All they did was send out an email blast to their own members, who, you know, are, are you know they're going to come or they're not going to come. Usually, they, they just do the. Um, you know, it was a fundraiser. They usually just come for the fundraiser. You know, that's it. They just come for the, the cocktails and the d'oeuvres, and then they're gone. So right, that was a big opening night party. <laughs> yeah, they come to yeah the parties. But yeah, the parties were always a big disappointment. You know, I mean, I, I realized that I was entertainment. <laughs> to realize, oh, wait a minute, I have to come an extra day to be entertainment and not make a dime. And I think I did three of those. And that, that's that's hard. That's harsh. That is the only thing that I always thought was good about those is I did get to dress up and maybe have a drink and have a party myself. I just <laughs> just to oh. um, because 
Yeah, because there you were. They didn't uh, allow us. They didn't allow us. They were passing all the adieus and the drinks around, and we were not allowed to partake in them unless we paid a hundred dollars. Oh, well, there you go. Yep, that's, that's I've certainly heard that certainly happens. Yeah, that certainly happens that's too. Happens. Yes. Well, what? Um, so let's let's talk about um, some of the the biggest surprises. These could be negative or positive, but things that you had anticipated happening, or that you were pretty unprepared for and uh came your way how, how what do you what about you caroline what some big surprises you had um i have to say i was um very happily surprised at the positive reception to my work um i did not grow up in a family that appreciated art uh becoming an artist was uh was not very well received um so I, it really, the first year, just the fact that people really responded to my work uh, was an ego, was an ego boost, um, and it kind of enabled me to continue and put my, and be more willing to put myself out there and say, okay, what I've been hiding in the closet in all these years has been worth the struggle, and I'm, maybe I'm not crazy, so... That's that's very affirming, isn't it? You well, and and not only are you hiding your closet, you're creating alone in a studio someplace. Oh yeah. And yeah. and who knows? You look at it and you think, oh, this is nice. I poured myself into it, but you know, maybe it's nothing. And that's wonderful surprise. The wonderful feedback that you get at shows. That's, that's yeah. It was thing. actually it was my husband who pulled me out of the closet and said, no, we're going to show you work. He's like, what, what are all these things in your closet? And I, I, I was oh, it was just you know some paintings I did. And uh, he's like, no, 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 we're going to sell these. So you know, he kind of kicked my butt into gear. And um, he, I was, I definitely was afraid at first when I did a gallery show. I said, oh my God, what are people going to think? They're just rocks. And people loved them. I was really surprised at the response <laughs> to them. And yeah, I was like, wow, okay. That's okay. That's great. And, and what about you, Michelle? What was uh, what were some nice su- surprises that you had? Well, mine was uh, about the same as far as how well my work was received. I, you know, you always think, okay, is it, are people going to act like Simon from American Idol towards you? Towards you, you know, everybody tells you your work is great, <laughs> and when it gets out in public, it really stinks. Um, so I was very. I was very pleased that it was very well received, and probably the biggest surprise for me was that I that uh, my fir- very first show out, I won first place. Oh, great! And wow, excellent. My second show, I won honorable mention, and then it was my fourth show, I won best of show. So those were probably the biggest surprises for me. Not expected wow. at all. Yes, that's that's wonderful. That's got to be very affirming. At least the judges like you, which means, of course, maybe that mean that encourages you, of course, to uh, apply to more competitive shows, right? Correct. Yes. So I'm actually branching out and trying some areas that I wouldn't have that I was afraid to try before, um, mm-hmm. because my work is not as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> Good. Okay. And 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 what about you, uh, Barbara? Surprises for you? I, I think my biggest surprises, happily, 
was how wonderful the community was that I was becoming involved in. I mean, I, I've done, I've had a lot of different careers, and I've never been involved in a community where people were so very willing to help, even though we're, even though we're all competing for the same dollars. I mean, even though I'm not a photographer and you're not a felt artist, we still are competing for the same dollars. But still, everybody was. You know, I, I was at one show. I didn't have enough curtains. The person let, next to me let me their let me their extra curtains. Another show, somebody let me some lights without even thinking about it. I had another show where I had one day where it was like the worst day I'd ever had, and somebody came by and said, "Hey, you look bad. Let me take you to dinner." I mean, I was just blown. I was just totally blown away by how wonderful and welcoming all the people were that I met out that I've met on the road. So I think that, that's my that was my biggest surprise. So different than than the other worlds, the corporate world, the retail world that I'd been in, where it was very very cutthroat and very mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is it is a nice community, and I know people who continue to do the shows because that that's part of it, right? That's what brought you back to Scottsdale, right, Caroline? I'm sorry. Yes, the uh, community is what brings what really really brings me back. Yeah, that's that that the art, the art like, fair people. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, like like Barbara said, uh, just uh, I've been involved in a lot of different occupations, and I've just never encountered the, the kind of people who are just that you find in this business. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that. I I truly. That's that's a wonderful thing. I on on art fair insiders, actually, uh, I was Linda Shields started a. a line about happy holidays days at the end of the year and there were so many nice things said in there such genuine greetings to one another for people who had never met each other i it just it made me feel really good i mean it's this is like you sit in your studio and you create and no one's talking to you or i sit here at my computer and i write and i write and no one's talking to me and Every now and then, these wonderful things come rolling in. It helps a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So, um, what um, I I like think one of the things that um, people we have a lot of new people at Art Fair Insiders, as well as a, a lot of my friends who've been in this business a long time. When I see them someplace, they tell me they're reading, but you know, I wish they'd participate more, but they're not going to. So. So what about you guys as newcomers? You were going to have a bit of a different perspective on the events than people who have been at it for a long time. Do you have – I'm looking for advice for people who are new to the business. Do you have what, – what would you tell – what would you tell somebody who was thinking about doing shows? Barbara, what would you tell them? Well, uh, first of all, I'd say – don't give up your day job. <laughs> not right away. Don't give up your day job right away. And don't. Um, and I, I'm not. I'm, you need to have some sort of income to, to to fuel this this before it starts to roll on its own. And secondly, don't um, look for mentors. That was that was um, something that somebody suggested to me. So I started. You know, I would look online and I would see who, if I knew anybody who had done the show, and I would just go and I would just talk to them. That's how I discovered how welcoming the com- community was. I realized that when I got out there, it's, it's not that somebody's going to hold my hand, but there was somebody there. If I had a question 
everybody was really willing, people are really willing to give you uh, answers or, or to try to point you or steer you in the right direction. So, you know, ask us, and not necessarily about your own work. In fact, it's probably better if you talk to somebody who isn't doing what you do. Uh, you know, just to find out how the, the the logistics of doing a show. What's the best tent to buy? Though we can find it on you know our fair insiders, but sometimes it actually helps to have somebody you know show you what they're using and and you know get a good feel for it. Um, and also, I would suggest um, do things cheaply, as inexpensively as possible. I for the first four shows, I borrowed everything. I went and I asked people, and they, people were generous and lent me. And just to learn that, oh, okay, I can do this, you know, rather than just plunk all the money down. Don't, I mean, don't compromise your standards, but don't break the bank trying to do the shows. That, you know, that would be my my biggest advice. You know, go go in slowly, you know, and as inexpensively as possible without compromising your standards. I think that would be my good advice. <laughs> That's that's really good advice, yes. Um, I want to take a minute here and take a break and uh, tell you that you are listening to Art Fair Insiders, Art Fair Radio. We are talking with uh, three artists who are relatively new to the Art Fair business, Michelle Wormuth from Kentucky, Carolyn Quas from Florida, and Barbara Poole from Massachusetts. And these are people who are relatively new to the business, and they are sharing with you their ideas on what the business means to them and how it's gone for them. And I also want to thank EntryThingy.com, the online digital service, for helping to sponsor this podcast. Um, how about you, Caroline? Now, what, what is some advice that you'd give to people? I would um, look at your marketing. Uh, seriously, sit down with uh, – there's many good sales books and marketing books out there. I'm not even the ones – geared towards artists, but learn about marketing, learn about how to target who is going to buy your work, who are you, who do you want to sell to, and, uh, you know, when I was started, I was just like, oh, anybody who will buy my painting, well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's it's not going to work, uh, figure out who is going to buy, you know, who's going to buy a $9,000 painting, um, where do they live, spend some time researching the market. Uh, explore different options for selling your work as well, whether uh, it's on Etsy. Uh, you know, some people have had luck with eBay. Um, you know, working with a website, get a, get a good website. Uh, if, if you can get a portal to sell on, on your website, if you know web developers uh, and have a really good website, designed for you to use that to back you up because a lot of times people, you know, we get we will get those people who walk into our booths and they say, oh, do you have a card? But you never know when that person might check you out online and they may order something from you in the future. So you should always have, like, a, a really good website that is represents all your work and all your price points. And that's something I'm in the middle of doing because my, my website right now is so 2006 and I've got to get it into the next decade uh, myself. So... Um, yeah, take your time. Get to know who is buying your work. Who do you see buying your work? And that takes uh, that takes a while when you start getting into the shows. So you know, and and uh, for, forgive yourself for making mistakes because you will make them. That's a good one. We yeah. can be our own worst enemies. Yeah, that's for sure. That's that's true. And I I would guess, Gander, that um. The, the more expensive your work is, the more important it is to have a website. I know that there are people who uh, bought big bucks at 
at the drop of a hat, but plenty of people want to have another look at it. And I would think that this website is, that would be my idea, that the more expensive it is, the more, even more important it is that you have a site. So that's what, so what, what about you, Michelle? What, what is your advice? Don't be afraid for help. <laughs> uh-huh. So when you're at a show, if you need some help getting your booth down, if you're by yourself, if you anything, don't be afraid to ask because it's not like it's not like the normal business world. Art fairs aren't. Uh, the competition is not the same. It's not really competition. Everybody's there. Everybody's doing something different from you. So if you ask someone questions they're going to be more than happy to answer your questions because you're not in direct competition, really. Even with photographers or fiber artists, you're all doing something completely different. So don't be afraid to ask for help and advice. Um, I had a had a woman in a booth across from me. Actually, she was new, and she came over to the booth next to me with a notepad and started asking asking the artist questions on how he did the lighting setup and how he did this setup and you know and everybody's very helpful and it's very intimidating with all these new people that nobody that we don't know but you almost have need everybody else's help it's like it's community but you can't be afraid to ask for help and this business is better. The more you tie into the community, the better it's going to be for. Wouldn't you say? Making I agree. Friends, they, yeah. And and how much you can learn from your neighbors. That to me, that would, that's the most important part. To know what shows to do. I said the most important thing to do is attention. Look them over. See what they what what it looks selling, and and talk to people. Don't you know just as get as much information as you can. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. It's just your time. And what what about this? Do you, what about, it's the, the marketing part is, um, how about those folks? How are you about talking to strangers in your booth? How about you, Michelle? You ready to talk? <laughs> I am terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I am terrified of talking to strangers. My first couple shows, I practically hid in the corner. I didn't know what to say. Um, I've grown, though, but it is still, every day I go in there and I'm practically shaking. It's just, it's very scary. (laughs) Right. And what what about you, Caroline? I have a feeling you talk to people pretty easily. Surprisingly, no. Um, I'm actually kind of shy. But uh, considering that in my past life, I stood in front of 35 eighth graders who were just ready to devour me. Um, you know, these people who come to shows are vastly different. Um, I, you know, I have a, I struggle with making small talk. Um, so that is something I have to work on. And uh, that is definitely a part of you know, being able to market yourself is being comfortable with people and who's going to buy your work. Because, you know, it's, it's art is not a commodity like they're buying a car artwork is far more emotional and people like to make a connection with an artist and you know you have to be available to them to make that connection Uh, several times when we've sold big pieces Tom and I have gone over to the patrons houses and they've wanted to show us off like look these are our artists and because my husband makes the frames too so it's like a package deal so you, you you have to kind of be aware that you are not just 
selling you know, a nameless product that anybody can get at a Target or a Walmart. They, you know, they want to make that connection with you. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to have any of you have any of you um, read any books about sales, making sales? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Any any of you reading any books about making sales? Oh gosh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm certainly with you on that, standing in front of a classroom, because that, that is where I learned, where I got my voice. I was pretty meek until I had to stand in front of a public school classroom with eighth graders also. And do or die. Find, yeah, do or die. I don't think there's anything more terrifying, basically, that oh, yeah. for me. Oh, yeah, seventh and eighth grade, I think they should. But, yeah, they, they think they're adults, and who are you? Right, so it was it was fun. It was a big challenge, so... Talking to strangers in an art fair booth is nothing compared to some of those eighth graders who thought they were they knew it all. They had it all, and they were going to make yeah, me pay yeah. for it. So you know, when you stand in, in uh, at an art show and people actually are predisposed to like you, so that's kind of a change, and it makes it a little easier. Right. I guess you know, to me, one yeah. of the really nice things about art fairs is that. People are there. You're at a place where people are there for fun. They're there. You've got them at their best. They're out to have a good time. There you are, and you get to spend that time with them. That's a really nice kind of a thing to have happen. So, okay, so Michelle, how many shows did you do last year? Um, I probably did almost 10. Okay, and what are, what are your plans for 2012? Um, I'm branching out to different areas. I'm trying out for the shows that are in Chicago and Indianapolis and Columbus and Cleveland, uh, different areas that are not quite as conservative that would be uh, more accepting of of my work. And better shows. I'm trying for shows that are – I've learned not to apply for shows that have craft in the title. (laughs) Going for the more fine art shows. But they usually they are usually the booths are cheaper, so they're very tempting, aren't they? Yes, they are tempting, but it doesn't pan right. out in the end. Um, everybody's buying SOS stuff on a stick instead of uh, fine art, and I can't I can't live on that. Right, wrong price points. So you're planning on doing a little more traveling. You're not. You're going to keep at it. Yes. Yes, I am going to keep at it, and um, yes, I am going to be doing a little bit more traveling if I get into those shows. Hopefully, um, mm-hmm. and my family's been very supportive. My husband's been great; he's been very helpful about about everything. So we're plugging away at the business at home. But whenever I have the opportunity to do a show out of town, then I'm going to be traveling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good for you. And how about you, Barbara? What are your for 2012. Well, I did 11 shows last year. I forgot to mention I also did shows out in California, which was a, a surprise for me because I didn't expect wool to be very. I said I wanted to try it mainly because it was going to be like a vacation, also because I was going to get to see my kids who live on the West Coast. I figured if I just break even, I'll be happy. Well, it was they were my best shows yet. I discovered that people in California buy wool, so I'm fine. <laughs> I'm hopefully I'm going to put a couple more shows out there. I was. I didn't bring enough stuff, which is, you know, a bit, you know, not a bad position to be in. I was, wow, I was mild, very surprised at how well received I was out there. What show did you do in California? 
I did the uh, crafts market in uh, Santa Monica, and I did the oh. uh, women's uh, the celebration of women in San Francisco, and I so and they're great because they're back to back. So you know that way I could have a week in between with my kids. Uh, so it was, it was it was wonderful. It was a working vacation, and that more than paid for itself. <laughs> for everybody. Your, your, your kids live out there. I have, uh, well, the they, one was in um, uh, uh, Oregon and one was in Montana, so it was kind of, okay, oh. the, I flew to meet me in San Francisco. Uh, right. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, so less expensive than some of the Boston. Right, right. Well, and of course, that's another one of the nice things about this business is that when, as you're traveling, you can make your plans for those kinds of things and you get to see things and people that you wouldn't have if you were at home in a job, Right. Yeah, so that's true. that that's that's great to hear about those those shows out west. My daughter is a knitwear designer, and I get to Los Angeles quite often to visit them. And um, they wear wool, <laughs> they wear boots, they wear boots in the summertime. And I'm live in Michigan, and I'm just pretty usually pretty at what they wear. They don't because they don't they have that kind of a climate. They'll wear. Anything, and they don't. That's not so like this. I'm going to put this away for the winter and get out for the summer. So that's that's kind of a nice surprise yeah. to find out there, isn't it? Yeah. It so you're planning to go back? Really nice yeah, I'm yeah. going to go okay. back if I get if I get accepted. If I, I hope you know. And I'm I'm also I'm doing the ACC San Francisco show, and I'm waiting to hear from Bellevue. So hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll get out there twice more. So I'm assuming you're flying. Yeah, I fly. I've, I've actually figured out how to. I rent a booth, and I figured out how, my fixtures. I, I designed my own fixtures because that was one of my backgrounds. Is I used to design stores, so I designed my own fixtures. I can get all my little fixtures in pieces in two suitcases. So if I fly Southwest Air, I I can like put all my squish all my stuff in one suitcase. One suitcase is for fixtures. One suitcase is for merchandise, and my clothes carry on get on on the plane with me. <laughs> Uh huh. This is another reason why why I chose the three of you to be on this panel because I know that Barbara flies and has been to the coast. I know that Caroline travels in an RV from show to show, and then I know that Michelle has been sticking closer to home to stay with her family. And you know, there is so many different ways to approach this business, and the three of you are doing it three different ways, and it's that's. Yeah. It's just a wonderfully uh, adaptable business. Um, so, uh, Caroline, what about you? What are you What are you planning for 2012? Well, for the first part of the year, as you know, I'm here in Scottsdale. We'll be here until April. Um, last year, I did, in addition to the 10-week show here, I did 16 other shows. So that was kind of grueling. Um, I wouldn't put that. I would. I wouldn't put anybody through that again. But uh, as far as this year, not really sure. I really, I really love the idea of setting up in one place for ten weeks and living there, set it and forget it. And there isn't. There's actually an art colony up in Gloucester. I'm researching right now, and I just kind of got to put my feelers out over the next couple of weeks and um, see if that might be worth it because of what I do, my subject matter, the uh, New England coastline. I kind of felt mm. that I would like to set down roots in one area, say at at the Gloucester Art Colony, and maybe explore a few of the shows I did last year that I did well at, like up in Bar Harbor and down uh, back down to my home on Long Island, but uh, not kill myself again with 14 shows in three three and a half months. 
but uh, yeah, right. I'm playing it by ear because the economy is tough, and um, I, you know, it's just really tough just to try out a new show and kind of hope that it goes okay. And we did a lot of that last year, and I can't, I really can't afford to do that again. That's you make a lot of. Well, I, I was going to say mistakes, but you do. There are a lot of mistakes you make early on. You list. What what both of two of you said earlier, you know, the promoters what they say what the show is going to be, and then when you get there, what it really is, is, is kind of shocking. So you apply to shows and that, that that don't turn out so well, and because you didn't have enough background, but you'll be make wiser decisions going forward. Well, that was part and, of my plan too, and I knew that every show that I I did, I was going to weed out a lot of those shows that I did when I did the New England tour last summer. And um, out of thirteen or fourteen shows, I'd say there's probably about four or five that I would absolutely go back to. And um, I knew that that was part of the deal when I when I started uh, signing up for the shows that some of them would be absolute busts. How many miles did you put on on your RV here? Wow. How many miles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, geez, I haven't got a clue how many. Uh, out to Arizona and back, that was it was twenty two hundred miles coming out here. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it was about it was about five thousand to Arizona and back because I, I live in my home base is in Florida, and then from uh, Florida up to Maine is I don't even know how far. What another eighteen hundred mm-hmm. miles. You know, not counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd mm-hmm. say I probably put a good fifteen thousand miles on my on my truck and RV last year. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's interesting to me, yeah, that's a lot. That, but I we used wow. to do that too because when we would do up to thirty shows a year, we'd go to from Miami to for to Minneapolis. I mean, you know, and did shows in the East Coast too. So you, you just figure it out. But um, that's that's just that's just the way that it works. Uh, what is interesting to me, Caroline, is that um, there is such a plethora of Florida shows, and yet you flee Florida <laughs> and go elsewhere. Are you doing any of the Florida shows? I've done a few. I've done a bunch of the Florida shows. Um, we've stuck mostly with the West Coast because that's where we're on. We're on the Gulf Coast, about forty minutes north of Tampa. And uh, I think the Gulf Coast is a little more conservative, and probably I haven't given the uh, Florida a good shake as fair as far as um, some of the really good shows, say Miami, Jupiter, oh yeah, Boca, and all that. But uh, also with my subject matter, I you know I still can't put my finger on it. Even that's something I'm still working on to this day. It's just you know you have a lot of the same people who come down to Florida, who I would think would be attracted to my work with the very rugged coastlines, yet. You know, I think maybe just to decorate the Florida homes, they still go for the palm trees in the very Florida scene. So, um, you know, this is something I've puzzled over in a couple of blog posts on Art Fair Insiders. It's like, yes, there's a plethora of art fairs in, in Florida. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting an, uh, an art fair on any given weekend in, like, January, February, or March. But, you know, where are all the art fairs up north? You know, this, the same art-buying crowd comes down to Florida. They go back up north in the summer. So, you know, it's kind of something I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So you're you're pretty set for, for the winter. When when does this thing start in Scottsdale? I'm sorry, you, you had How, some interference there. What was that? How soon does the show start in Scottsdale? Oh, the show starts next Thursday, opens to the public, January 19th. And you'll be finished? Um, April 1st or thereabouts. 
April 1st. Okay, and then you'll be heading yeah. east. Okay, I'm gonna, do yeah, you have any? We'll be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. Great place to spend the winter, no doubt about that. Uh, Michelle, do you have any, any, when's your next show? I'm sorry? When is your next art fair? Um, well, the next one that I, I don't have any confirmed until mm-hmm. until June. Um, I've applied for quite. I've just started applying for them in the spring. I'm still up north, so I can't do them mm-hmm. in January right. and February. I currently have a, an exhibit at a ga- local gallery, though, going on through the month of January. So that's where my work is hanging right now. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to get my first show in in April. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Barbara, when's your next show? My first show is uh, February. The uh, I'm doing the Buyers Market um, in Philadelphia, and then I and I have like four sure. shows back to back. Yeah, the Buyers Market, oh. and then um, American Craft Council in Baltimore, and then I come back mm-hmm. from Craft Boston, and then I'm doing the Surf Show in New York City. So I have like four shows like right in a row. Oh, it sounds like okay. Well, it, it sounds like you. So anybody not going to drop out of the business? Anybody dropping out? <laughs> okay. I, I can't already take the booth fee. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess sort of a, a, to wrap this up. Um, so you're relatively new, everybody, but you've all been making for quite some time, and you have. I don't suppose anybody's retired yet from this business, but. You're, so you're so what what are you what are you hoping for for this this next year, Caroline? What are you hoping for? Sales. Sales. <laughs> Sales. Okay. Yes. 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 And and Michelle. <laughs> Finding your market. <laughs> Sales. Why well, imagine that? Business. I want to build my wholesale business. And that's what you're trying to build your wholesale. Okay. And. Yeah. Um, so that that's where we're going for better sales for 2012. It's it's feeling um, a little more positive than it has in the last couple of years. Economics, don't you don't you? Or is that just me? I think so. I, personally, I, I hope I, so. I I, no. I I don't know. I can't really tell. I, not in in my current business, no. But maybe in the art fairs. <laughs> In the art fairs, right? And your, yeah, Michelle, your your current one is you're still just getting the clients one at a time and thanking the Lord, huh? Exactly. Yeah. For every one of them. Every one of them. Well, we do have a lot to be grateful for. I mean, this is is a, a very wonderful business. It does take a lot of stamina and a lot of belief in yourself. And I hope, and and that's probably one of the nicest things about the business is that you can stand in the street anywhere in America, and someone's going to walk up to you and tell you what you are, right? Right. Right. Over and over. Oh, this is so wonderful. Oh, you're so wonderful. You know, that's that's. Can't take that to the bank, but it sure keeps you going and makes you want to uh, go farther. Well, I want to thank all three of you for spending time with me again. Uh, anybody have anything in particular they want to say here at the end? No. Anything I missed? Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Oh. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Claudia, for facilitating this twice. <laughs> <laughs> Still working out all the tech problems, but we'll should get there soon. 
Um, it's been a real pleasure. Each of you have taken time to talk to me and taken time out and uh, exposed yourself a little bit to um, to lots of strangers. I hopefully this will bring um, new for you and new friends. I'm, uh, people will be finding you at the show to talk to you. I want to thank each one of you individually. Michelle, it's been yeah, thank you for your presence and your writing at Art Fair Insiders. Uh, I know that you've made some particular friends there. Caroline, I think, you know, when you uh, come in, we all want to read what you've got to say because it's often a little irreverent and plenty fun. I appreciate that. I'm working <laughs> on a few right now. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I know you did great blogs from uh, from out there last year, and I'm hoping to hear some, some more from you. And, Barbara, I want to thank you for all your um, interesting information that you shared with us, and thank you for being part of the site also. I'd like to ask you all to find some more people and encourage other people to uh, participate on this on the site because it's great for everybody, isn't it? So, yes. In closing, yes. I want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, please visit artfairinsiders.com. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us, to, about our websites, and about uh, the shows. Any new shows that are in the works, um, and we're going to go forward with new shows. I've got uh, coming up some great uh, show directors and artists who are going to be on the next several podcasts. And I want to thank uh, Chris Ritke, EntrySingy.com, for being our primary sponsor for this series. And I wish you all a great 2012. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.